0: Welcome to the ministry of the International Christian Assembly in Southeast Spain. We are here for the purpose of worshipping God and reaching others with love. We pray that as you listen, you will be inspired and challenged in your walk with God. Good morning. Uh, Again, as always, a bit nervous. One day I know that my accent will be like... Jules' accent. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) One day, maybe in heaven. (laughs) Yes. First of all, I want you please continue praying for the youth group. The youth group is growing. I don't know if you know. We started last year in November. That was with just four of them, four or five of them, now there are 25 of them, there are 25 of them, and actually uh, we started with four or five, I remember, yes, five of them, two of them were non-believers, now they became a believer. two of them gave their life to Jesus, And now the the other ones that have been coming, it's just because they have been inviting them, you know, friends and inviting. And now we have seven, yes, five to another, seven believers, and the other other 18 are non-believers. But there's another one that gave his life to Jesus that was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, and now we have another one, and... Just please continue praying for for that youth that are giving their life to Jesus and there are other ones that are all the time asking, asking, asking. They have a lot of questions and we are just but all the questions are focused just Christ, Christ, Christ and it's it's good. I know that God is doing something really, really good. And thank you for your prayers and please continue praying for them, please. Okay. Now, first Peter chapter 1 verse 17 to 21. The title for today <clears throat> is a rescue prepared from eternity past. A rescue prepared from eternity past. And we know that this letter is addressed by Peter to exile believers who are under oppression and under persecution. That's what we said at the beginning, that was the the beginning of all these sermons. And now we know that Peter is encouraging them not to quit, not to give up the race, not to abandon the, the race out of season. Peter is like Peter is saying, Be prepared to persevere until the end of this race. We know that sometimes we want to give up. Sometimes we say, is this true? It's true what we are believing. Is true what is happening. It's true that God is helping me. And sometimes we just want to give up. We want just to abandon the race. But Peter is saying, please, don't abandon the race out of season. Just persevere. Not persevere in order to get salvation, to win salvation or, not, or lose salvation. No, just persevere until the end of this race just because we have to be uh, grateful for what God has done in our lives. In verse 13, Peter encouraged them on focusing their minds on the grace to be given. We can read verse 13, chapter 1, verse 13, said that, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He's saying that we have to focus our mind on the grace to be given and not on the daily things of this world. He encouraged them on being sober-minded and avoid the carnal plea. Pleasures, pleasures. He encouraged them on setting their hope on eternity. We have to set our hope just on eternity. We know that we are here in this world, we are just dealing with situations, but we know that we have a lovely hope, a, an eternal hope. And now Peter also makes a call to the readers and to us to be holy since we call God our Father. Verses 15 to 17, he's saying, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, saying, It is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father who judged impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile." Now we know that knowing that God will judge unbelievers and we know that we were part of them. We were part of the non-believers. Peter encourages us, encourages us to walk in reverent fear toward God all the time of our exile here in reverent fear. We were lost when day God called us through Jesus and now he's saying, be holy because I am holy. That's what God said. And we have to walk in reverent fear. Now, this reverent fear is a holy fear toward our loving Father who rescued us from his judgment. What he's saying, Peter is saying, and what God is saying, walk in with gratitude. Walk with gratitude and in respect. We have to be grateful. We have to say, God, thank you for what you have done in my life. And that's why we have to walk in reverent fear because we know that we were under, under judgment and suddenly one day God's grace came to us and saved us. And we have to say, thank you, God. And walk in reverent with gratitude. So let's pray and Say, God, to lead us during this time. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word, and thank you for your love and your mercy, Father. Thank you, because we know that, Father, you are going to give us what we need, Father, what we need for our daily day. And, Father, thank you for your word, and thank you, Father, because we know that today, through your Holy Spirit, you are going to teach us, Father, in the name of Jesus Amen. Amen. So a rescue prepared from eternity past. Our redemption was prepared by God and through Jesus Christ and from eternity past. So verses verses 18 to 19, he said, Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, Not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. So we were redeemed from our empty way of life and by the precious blood of Christ, not with perishable things, because we know that Jesus is alive. We know that our hope is a living hope. And now Christ bought us with his blood. He paid the price for us. We had to pay that price on the cross, but he paid the price for us. He came to give his life as a ransom for many because of his love for the lost. That's what we have to understand He came to die for you and to die for me because he loved you and he loved you. And he's going to continue loving you. Because of his love, he came to die on the cross. If we understand what Christ did for us regarding our futile way of life, living a holy life will make sense to us. Therefore, we should glorify God in our bodies, living holy lives, and desiring God's character in our lives. And we could say, okay, how can we do it? We know that God will help us during all this journey. Because we know that most of the time we go astray. But he comes and leads us back to the right path. We know that most of the time we don't walk in holiness because we know that we are living this body that we have. It's a flesh. And we have some backgrounds. I don't know you. I, I know myself. I know about my background. And sometimes it's like, oh, God, why again? Why I just missed your path? Why? And, and I know that God... Come back again, come to me and lead me again to the right path. And I say, thank you, God. It's just because of his mercy. And that's why he's always there. He's always there trying, he said, be holy because I am holy. But he knows that we are in this flesh. And he knows that he has to be always there. And that's why he sent his Holy Spirit to live in our lives, just to lead us every day, every time, just to walk in his path. So when Christ redeemed us, or when he bought us, or when he rescued us, what happened was that he immediately changed our views of life. Our empty way of life was focused on titles, fame, salary, property, and so on. But the day Christ came to our life, He started a new purpose in our life. I don't know you, but I know me. What the day that Jesus came into my life, it was like, oh, there are some birds that are whist- whistling, <laughs> whist- whistling. Yes, yes, oh nice. Oh, now I can smell breathe and I can I don't know but I saw the world different. I saw everything different and I was like, oh the world is different. But I say oh, thank you God. Everything was just like changing in my life. And I say, okay, thank you God. Thank you. Because I know that now I have another purpose. And I know that that took me a bit of time to understand because I was started to read the Bible, to understand now what was God's purpose or what is God's purpose in my life. And now our, our main purpose now should be to be more like Christ. And we have to understand that. We have to be more like Christ. It's the only way that we can give the gospel in a proper way because actually I have heard I don't know I know but there are some believers that suddenly the way how they act the way how they talk the way how they do things sometimes I say but how can you give the gospel to somebody to your neighbor if what you are preaching what you are talking is not how you are living and I thought like And I know that we are not perfect. I know that I'm not perfect. But I'm trying just to walk in holiness. And I try and I know that the Holy Spirit is leading me all the time. But our main purpose is to be more like Christ. The godless person of the whole history paid the price for us. And he did it because he loves you and because he loves me you are valuable to God. So much that he gave his son for you and he wants to rescue Everybody in this world is valuable for God and he wants to rescue everyone. But not everyone wants to come to Jesus for salvation. And we know that in John chapter 3, in John chapter 3 verse 19, says that, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And we know that Jesus came. He came because everybody's valuable. But I know that, as the Bible says, not everybody wants to come to Jesus God, did not gi- God didn't give scraps for us. He gave all of himself all His being. And we know that He's waiting for you to come to repentance. That's in Second Peter. He's waiting for you to come to repentance. He wants to give you salvation. One day he gave me salvation and I know that most of you came to Jesus and gave your life to him and you, understand, you understood that the light came to shine into your life. So, another point is just through Jesus we came to believe in God. In verse 21, the Bible says, who through him, okay, through Jesus, through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Jesus is the only mediator between God and men. We know that. We came to believe in God because of Jesus, to trust in him, to believe in a new hope. We started to trust in God was just through Jesus. Because one day the gospel came to us and it was the gospel of salvation, the gospel of Jesus. And we started once, we came to Jesus, we understood, oh, okay, now I know, now I believe in God. Because before we said, okay, I believe in God. Yes, but in my way. But now suddenly Jesus comes to our life and say, "Ah, oh, okay, now I believe in God, but in Jesus' way. In God's way, not in my way. So we came to believe in God because of Jesus. First, Jesus was manifested to us when we believed in his death on the cross for our sins. First of all, we understood that we were sinners. We understood that Jesus paid the price for us and he died on the cross. The day that we understood that, We came to Jesus for salvation, and he accepted that because we came with all our hearts, with all that desire to be saved, to be forgiven. Now, we understood and we believe in his resurrection after his death. That's why we know that Jesus is alive, because we have a living hope. And now we started to believe in God because of Jesus, because we know that God gave him glorification. God glorified him. And now Jesus himself said that nobody can come to the Father except through him. So the only way to know God and become children of God is believing in Jesus as the only one who can lead you to God for salvation and glorification. If you want to believe in God in his way, we have to understand that we are sinners and we need to be forgiven and we need a savior. Once we understand that, you are going to understand what God wants for you. Otherwise, we are going to continue believing in God in our own way. So in the same way God glorified Jesus, we too will also be glorified. Because Christ received the same glory he had with the Father before the creation of the world. That's what he said in John 17:5, And Christ returned to where he belonged. And now, if God glorified Jesus, if God resurrected Jesus, we have to understand that if Jesus lives, if he lives in our lives, we will be resurrected as well. We will be glorified as well. And now, so our faith and hope are in God and have to be focused on God alone and not on our job, our salary, the government, or even the vaccine. Our hope is in God. He bought us and brought us out from our empty way of living, He resurrected and gave glory to Jesus, and He will do so with us. In Romans say that He predestined us, He called us, He justified us, and He will glorify us. It's wonderful and it's amazing. But the only way to be justified and to be glorified. It's just to come to Jesus for salvation. Just coming to Jesus for salvation. So all this wonderful plan of God through Jesus was commanded from God from eternity past. It's in verse 20. He say, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest In the last times for the sake of you. Now Peter continues encouraging us by telling us that the coming of Christ to this world which we celebrated a few weeks ago. Remember that we celebrate the baby who was born, the light who came to shine. We celebrated Christmas. Now we know that the coming of Christ to this world was God's purpose before the creation of the world and was for our sake. God's plan was kept in silence through times eternal and was revealed through Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. And now I would like to read verse 10 and 11. He said, concerning this salvation, the prophet who prophesied about the grace that was to be your search and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. This plan was kept in silence through times eternal. Even the prophets, they wanted to know exactly what was going to happen. And suddenly one day, in my case, 10 years ago, suddenly that plan came to me. It was like, wow, now I understand the plan. But there were people... 4000 years ago, 5000 years ago, 6000 years ago depends how do you want to make the calculation. But 600 years ago prophets before Christ they were trying to search who is coming, who is coming. And we have to be grateful because now we know who came. Now we know. So it, was not a <clears throat> it wasn't a plan developed late. It was a plan prepared by God through Jesus before the foundation of the world and was made evident at that time, 2,000 years ago, and is evident today. Because it is evident today when you give your life to Jesus for the salvation of your soul. On that moment, God clearly reveals to you his eternal plan. Before the foundation of the world, Christ willingly offered himself to come and suffer. Jesus was ordained from God as the Christ, the Lamb, that would be sacrificed. Nothing was yet created, and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had anticipated the fall of humanity. And because of that fall, they had already predicted the payment Christ Himself, the Lamb without blemish and without spot. Christ did it because of His love toward us. He came to die because He loves you. He loves you. But we have to come to Him in repentance. We have to come to Him for salvation. He's he's there just waiting. He was waiting for me a long time. And suddenly, one day, I understood. And I said, thank you, God. I understand that I'm a sinner. I understand that I need you. I understand that I need a Savior. And I gave my life to him. And now I know that I have a living hope, a living hope. Because I know that either I leave this world today or tomorrow, Or, Jesus come, I know that I'm going to be with him for eternity. Whatever is happening, whatever happened, I'm going to be with him. That was the greatest plan from God and manifested in Christ because of his love for us. And God has written the whole history according to his eternal plan. In verse 2, he said that we were chosen by God according to his foreknowledge. In verse 20, we were rescued through Christ who was chosen before the creation of the world. God's eternal plan will never fail. God's eternal plan will never fail. In the same way he glorified Jesus, in that same way he will glorify us. And his plan, his eternal plan is not going to fail, will never fail. Because he started the plan, his plan, before the foundation of the world, and that plan was fulfilled, and that plan will be fulfilled. And God has another agenda as we have listening to, people is talking about this agenda, the other agenda, the new world order, the new world order, all those situations that the new virus, the vaccine, the chip, all those things, all the devil have an agenda. But no. We are in God's agenda. And God created everything. And he knew what was going to happen in this world. And he's continuing, he's continuing with his agenda. And because God's agenda is to unite all things in Christ in the fullness of time. Every day, when somebody comes to Jesus, it's another one that God is uniting to Jesus, to his kingdom, to his glory. And every day, he's just taking more people, more people, For his kingdom. We are now in his agenda. And he's uniting. He's uniting people. Non-believers that come to him in repentance. He's uniting. He's taking them to his kingdom. and And at the end of the time. In the fullness of time. God is going to unite. All of us. In Christ and we will be with him for the eternity we will enjoy our eternity with God and I want to finish <coughs> with some quote quotation that I took from I don't remember the name but it said that if Abraham <coughs> with limited revelation anticipated that God could raise a person from the dead, how much more confidence should we have knowing that God will do the same to us as he did to Christ? We have to have that confidence. Abraham, he didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but he said, if God gave me this son, He's going to resurrect this son again. And now we know that Jesus died and God resurrected Jesus. And now we have more information and we have to have that confidence that if we give our life to Jesus Christ, he will, God will resurrect us in the fullness of time. And we will be with him for eternity. Whatever happened, we know that we will be with Him. Dear Father, thank you for your word. Dear Father, thank you for the living hope that you gave us, Father. Father, thank you because we know that we were in your plan, and Father, we we are still in your plan, Father. We know that one day you are coming. We know that one day we will be with you, and Father, thank you because you opened our heart, you opened our eyes, Father, to understand that we were in need for a Savior, we were sinners, and Father, I just ask you, Father, just to open hearts here, Father, open eyes to people to understand, Father, that... They need a Savior. Father, if we see what is happening in this world, Father, everything that is changing so quick, Father, we know that one day you are coming because you said in the Bible, Father, through your word that things were going to be worse in the last times, Father. And Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, because you called me one day, and Father, I know that you are still calling people, Father, and thank you because we know, Father, that you did it because of your love, Father. Thank you, Father, and help us to walk in holiness every day, and help us, Father, as well to understand that we are now living into a living hope. And to understand, Father, that that plan, Father, was prepared in advance before the creation of the world from you, Father. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.: Thank you for listening to the Ministry of the International Christian Assembly, a ministry of AMG Spain and AMG International. For more information, please visit our website at www.icatorrevieja.org. This audio file is not copyrighted.